OM Gaia. It's been a while. Guys, it has been near a month. We're creeping up on a month. No. It's been three weeks. That's creeping up on a month. That's the latter portion of a month is three weeks. Okay, I'll give that to you. Thank you. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. And we're here to be of service. Back in November, back behind the mics to bring you guys what you're craving. Some centered bullshit. Some deep, deep talks with Steph and Elizabeth. On today's show, we have a very cool multi-hyphenate... Renaissance woman. Renaissance woman. Who wears many hats, a writer... We came across her work, our uh, producer Emu. Hi, Emu. You're in the room. She found some really interesting articles. I know she's been a fan of Danny Katz's for a while. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, we should have her on the show. And you know what? I think this is a step above. Not to negate our uh, recruiting process. You mean people in our phone and people that we went to school with and people that we might know? Find on the street? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like... I literally like texted Elizabeth that I wanted to have this guy on that I'm interested in sleeping with. And she's like, okay, we'll file that under people that Stephanie is texting with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we we like to keep it uh, really rigid guest policy here. But, no, really excited to speak with Danny later. She's got some very cool topics that she's covered in her writings over I just the had years. some major lols reading her article in the coffee shop. And we'll get into that. It's NSFW, just so everybody knows in advance. We're so young and hip saying lols and NSFW. Look at us. It's like we're not even 30. Oh, guys, since oh, yeah. our last episode, so many things have happened for me specifically. Let's talk about it. Okay, number one thing that happened is I turned 30. Yay. I did it. I'm through the storm. I think I'm slowly integrating like the way that I want to feel into the way that I actually feel. So that's awesome. Meaning like I just don't want to be like worrying and complaining and sad anymore at all. I mean, I know that our TSR listeners think I'm like just amazing and happy all the time. But, (laughs) you know, we've all got our struggles. Yeah, we do. Uh, So I'm 30 years old. I'm just ready to shine. Number two, broke up with my boyfriend, guys. So if you know anybody. Mazel tov. Thank you. It was um, difficult but necessary. There was like a two-week mourning emotional process, but I feel like I'm better now. You are one strong mama. Thanks. Proud of you, boo. Thanks, baby. And number three is I have a confession. Yeah? I've been watching the Kardashians. Wait, what What, what was that? Um, well, into the mic stuff, into the mic. been watching the Kardashians. Did I hear a... Did you say I've been I- watching the Kardashians, Elizabeth. Okay, I've been watching the Kardashians. I think they're incredible. I think they're so interesting, and I want to know everything about them. All I have to say is to quote Father of the Bride, welcome to the 90s, Mr. Bonks. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. Considering the Kardashians started like 10 years ago, it was the the 2000s. Okay, anybody who gets it, gets it. Okay, well, all I'm saying is like really into Kardashians post-Bruce's transition. My favorite Kardashian is... Definitely Chloe. Okay. But also really into Chris's like crazy momager, like running the show vibe. Elizabeth is Elizabeth is like is the Chris for sure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm like a mix of You're giving me like a Courtney Kendall. Vibe. I was gonna say I'm like a Kendall Courtney, maybe a little Chloe. And like one of Bruce's children who isn't on it. I'm Caitlin. No. <laughs> now Elizabeth and I have more in common. All I have to say is start from the beginning. No, I don't want to go no, back. The, the thing, the best part about the Kardashians is this 
come up, like that first season to now, it's so insane. It's like you can't even. No, you're right. I would like to see all their old faces. It is fiction in a way. When I'm high, one of my favorite things to Google is Kylie's old face. It's just like whoever and then like injections or plastic surgery before and after like any of their names and before and after Ugh, it is a trail down the internet that you will not regret we're getting the wrap this up sign from our producer (laughs) oh man are they not in the wellness space i'm not sure (laughs) they're making me feel pretty damn well it's Um, really helping us connect yeah yeah because before you were my nemesis and now you're finally my friend What else? What's on your What's on your plate? Well, I have a confession. Another. What is it? I don't know if this is gauche or not to talk about. I haven't decided. So the fact that I'm questioning it, I'm just going to talk about we it. We can always cut it because it's not live. Right. It isn't? No. Shoot. No. I dabbled in a little subtle Botox a couple weeks ago. On your forehead? Yeah. I knew it! Oh my god! I fucking knew that! I was looking at your forehead and I was like, this bitch is not crinkling. <laughs> I was literally 10 minutes ago we were sitting here. I was looking at your forehead and I was like, she had it done. Yeah, I did. I knew it. You bitch, why did you go without me? I need to get it. My forehead is so wrinkly. Okay, here's the deal. Oh my God, but I'm like an actor and I feel like that's bad. Here's here's my breakdown. I literally was going to ask you that 10 minutes ago because I was looking at my forehead earlier in the mirror and I was moving it and it's like so crinkly. I still, my forehead still completely moves. Mm, okay. Yeah. Not really. Does. But not really. Not in the same way. Not it in the looks same way. very tight. Not in a fake tight way, but in like a she's 25 kind of way. Ooh. Well, here's the deal. Okay. As we know, I'm very into like skin regimen, all of that. I've done a lot of research. I'm big on the facials. I'm big on the... I'm dead. You're dead? Yeah. I've looked into the best time to start is kind of before the wrinkles like hit their mark. Oh my God, I need to get this. Because it desensitizes the wrinkle and kind of like lets it relax while it's in, right? So I feel like I've been looking pretty great and just, like, want to preserve it. And I was just, like, super bow curious. And you never told me? And I told you that I wanted to get it because Erica Dasher's friend was like, Well, here's the thing. Stephanie, you need Botox in your forehead. I I wanted to see "Um." how I felt about it before I told anybody. And then I thought it would be funnier to tell you on the show. Now I'm just going to stare at your forehead nonstop. But I am. Can I touch it? Yeah, sure. I'm dead and I know I For research purposes, I did it and I will say I'm a fan. Steph, you're literally – are you Googling Botox right now Well, now as we sit here? I'm going back to my original place of curiosity. Okay. I support that. Bow curiosity is a real thing. And the original reason why I was bow curious is, tell me. is because – It's just us. Just tell me. Because my <laughs> former boyfriend was texting with a young actress and it made me insecure and like I was too old. And then I ran into her in a club and I learned how wrong I was. Ew. Did I tell you that? No. Oh my God. So randomly, I had a show on Thursday night and then I met my brother and his friend for a drink and then my friend came to meet us and he was like, oh, my guy friend has like a table at like La Hardine or whatever in Hollywood. <laughs> Silent G. Yeah, it's a J actually. <laughs> Jardin. It was a sexy garden party in yeah. a club. And Oh, I've been. And I was like, of course, I'd never go to clubs, but <laughs> since his friend was in town and Steven's like, I want to go dancing. Let's mix it up. I was like, okay, fine. Steven's my younger gay brother, by the way. And Stephanie does a spot on impression. He sounds exactly like that. So I was like, sure, let's go. And we're dancing on the dance floor. I'm wearing like an oversized man's sweater and like sneakers. Chunking it into clubs. Yeah, I was chunking it into clubs. It's the right, only way to do it. Ran into Rocky. 
And we're dancing, and all of a sudden, Stephen's friend is like, oh, my God, is that? And he says her name. And Let's she just was, say she's a nondescript possible Disney actress. Yeah. <clears throat> she was there dancing next to me. My brother was, like, pushing her. And, look, he was being so out of control. He was totting out so hard. Todd is what we call him when he's, like, drunk beyond, like, Todd or Tot? Todd. Uh-huh. When he's, like, really drunk and falling over, his name's Todd. And when he's, like, really hungover and aggressive, his name's Beverly. <laughs> this was a person who my boyfriend had like drunkenly texted with and like been suggestive with and like really hurt me through his really actions. Really breaking down those trust barriers. Really, you know what we mean, guys? Yeah, really hurt me through his actions. And like, so then of course I was like stalking her on social media and I was building up this person in my head to be this like actress who's 23 and like it was making, it was affecting like who I am and my self esteem in like a negative way. And then I saw her in the club and I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you're just an internet person. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like everything that I thought was like potentially threatening yeah. became comical. We can allow anyone on social media to make us feel not good enough. People are putting their best, coolest face forward. And we need to remember that when we're allowing that to like fuck up our own vibe and fuck up our own self-esteem. So that was like that moment for me where I, where I realized like, oh my God, all of that mental work I was doing, instead of being threatened by her, I should have just been like, bye to him. Yeah. yeah. And I was allowing myself to be weighed down by this like idiot 23-year-old who's wearing a tube top dress. Like, welcome to the 90s, Mr. Bonk. Bonks. Suh. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's I a good that. lesson. That is a good lesson. And, and thanks so, for bestowing that upon yeah, us. Yeah. And, you know, if I had a dollar for every fucking Disney chick who was going after one of my men. <laughs> We're so unrelatable. All right. <laughs> Let's bring Danny on because she's going to shed light on some of the more intricate aspects of our spiritual and sexual experiences. Yes. Danny Katz, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So yeah, a writer with LA Weekly. Formerly? Yeah, formerly. For LA seven Weekly. years. Yeah. <laughs> and the beat you covered, you said in your words, they called it was the nutter butter category. Yeah, I was their go to nutter butter writer. For Tell a while. us what that entails. It's not a peanut butter sandwich cookie. Unfortunately. Oh, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> um, if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, it's like some weird sexual perversion, but I don't think that's what my editors meant. <laughs> I was on like the wellness metaphysical consciousness beat, so I would write about raw food, psychedelics, Burning Man, weird like binaural beats and sound chambers and anything that was just like consciousness raising or kind of like super progressive or green or out there, I would write about. Cool. How'd this beat find you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I like to write about what I'm interested in. And so I've always been very interested in wellness back in the day before it was the tonic bar at Erewhon. It used to be like this little herbal enclave that this guy, Truth. Truth! I know Truth! <laughs> yeah, so way, way back in the day, like that was sort of the hot spot and all the, the weirdos would hang out and talk about like who had the best bee pollen and like, oh my God, have you tried this spirulina? And, and just like really nerd out on health and weirdness. And I think that that path like necessarily leads to, you know, like optimizing the brain and human potential and spirituality. And I've been an Ashtanga yogi since the 90s so it's just like always been there and I like to write about what interests me and it tends to be progressive stuff. Have you watched a general interest grow 
as these things come become more into the general conversation? Yeah, for sure. Yoga, of course, now it's like a bajillion dollar, like super mainstream industry. And back when I was covering, you know, like the raw, the first Raw Spirit Festival ever, my editors thought it was weird and thought that like no one would be interested. And now like raw food's a pretty mainstream thing. That they could like rerun your articles from 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like what I've learned is like when I'm interested in things and editors say no, I'm like, give it a decade and like you'll catch up. Right? So the article that I read and we can diverge from this at any point, but I want to just open on it. Just uh, come in hot. Literally, come in hot. You did uh, orgasmic meditation. Now, I watched um, a video on that like two years ago, and when I, after I watched it, I literally showed every single person that I knew. I was like, you have to fucking watch what people are doing <laughs> with their vaginas. So let's just, what is oming for our listeners? Oming is orgasmic meditation. Allegedly, it's a kundalini practice, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very specific 15-minute clitoral stroking technique, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, there's a very specific, like, container and positioning, and you set a timer, and there are these, like, linguistic prompts. You know, you have to ask permission. The guy will always say, like, I'm going to touch your pussy now and wait for your nod of approval. How do you not just, like, burst into laughter? Like, I would be like, I have to leave. This is ridiculous. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, so now I'm used to it, and there is still a little bit of an eye-rolling aspect, but I understand. Like, I I haven't had sexual trauma, so for women who have had, I get why that would be important to them to to, for someone to ask permission first. Like, I understand that it's not applicable to me, but, like, I get it. I respect it. You're like, it. anyone can touch my pussy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's it's a fantastic practice as far as it's really impersonal. Like, I've done it with sexual partners before, and the, the way that I think that I wrote about it in the article and that I think most people are starting to hear about it is that the community sort of pairs people up who may or may not know one another. So it's super impersonal and it has nothing to do with like cultivating a relationship or any sort of sexual exchange. It's just about like me having the experience of someone holding the space for me and stimulating me so that I can develop a relationship with my own desire and my own turn on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really valuable. because there's no confusion as far as, like, the emotions or who this person is or trying to get him off at the same time. It's just like, oh, this is me and my sex, and how do I want to get to know it? And also just, like, learning how much to my vagina there is. Like, there's so much surface area. There's so many different sensations that I, you know, wouldn't really come across if I was engaging sexually or just, like, you know, playing with myself. But because it's such a specific light stroke it just opens up new realms that I didn't realize were there this is something that I found really interesting the online community that exists essentially once you've taken the course and you take a quiz and then you pay whatever fees how much is it by the way See, this is the thing. Like, I don't know. And okay. I'm not, like, I was grandfathered in years ago before <laughs> the cult. Like a like, sorority. Le- kind of. <laughs> like, before, like, it, it got to this level. So I can't really speak with any authority to that because I didn't do any of that. Okay. So pretty much then once you're in this online community, I imagine it looks like Craigslist. Like, very, like, version 1.0 internet. Yeah, like, someone would just post, like, hey, is anyone in Brentwood between 3 and 5 who wants to stroke my pussy? Right. Like, like I was like, Tons what? Post like that. <laughs> like, Maybe I should join it. <laughs> Yesterday I was thinking if I could just like ask someone to like borrow their dick for four hours. Like I'm like, is that a thing? We'll get into 2015. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's a I'm thing. like, can I borrow it? <laughs> I'll bring it back in perfect condition. Okay, back to the the task at hand. Yeah. So 
break this down. As you as you said, there's a safe space, a positioning, a, a connection with the stroker and the stroke e. Once you've given them the go ahead, what happens then? So then, the the way that the positioning works is that there's no eye contact. Like I'm generally seeing the guy's back because um, his leg will be over my body, and he's sort of like hunched over and you know looking at what's going on down there. And then he just they'll do what's called a lube stroke. So he'll like you know like rub his lube slimy finger like all the way down the center of my vagina, and then he just focuses, it's on, It's on. I think it's the upper right quadrant of the clit. I've never been a stroker, so it might be the left. Um, men can need women, to be listening right now. Can women right be strokers? Now. Yes, women can be strokers. Interesting. Um, and it's just a very light up and down stroke um, at the one o'clock position for 15 minutes. Super simple. The goal is not to orgasm. So, but it's called orgasmic meditation. Yeah, I mean, people approach it differently. And again, like I said, like I want to be clear, I don't have anything to do with the community. Like my only right. experience is through, like, you know, my personal experience and also what I want to do with it. And so, you wrote this fabulous article on it that will like it's so <laughs> it's perfect. And I was laughing out loud in the coffee shop. I'm, I happen to live in an ohm house, which is weird because I'm so anti the cult of of ohm, um, which is called something different, but uh, whatever. But for me, what I like about it is A, you know what it's like to be a woman in LA and like, I really want someone to touch my pussy and there are dry spells where that doesn't happen. That's and what it, I'm saying. And it's like, as women, we get like really crispy and crunchy and like for me, I get really angry and it's just like, I need to have some touch down there. So like, it's a healthy, clean, empowered way to get that. And what I like about it is like, I don't ever go over when I'm oming with someone like, Generally, it's embarrassing. Like, m- most of the times I own in what's called a group home. So there will be, like, a room full of, like, 20 people who are all oming at the same time. So for me, like, it's it's fine. I'm an Aquarius. Like, I can handle it. But it doesn't turn me on. Like, I'm not, like, thrilled that I'm hearing all these women, like, moaning and doing whatever they're doing. But it's fine. Like, so I don't go over. And the way I use it is to work with that sexual energy and learn to, instead of, like, contract around the turn-on and sort of, like, direct it into my clit where it's going to make me have like a peak orgasm. Instead, I use the turn on to relax more and more into it and Mm. let its own intelligence work its way through my body the way Mm. it wants to. And it's the perfect setup to work with turn on in that way, like in a more tantric way. So that's what I use it for. And I feel like it just makes me like a juicier, healthier. Well, that's why it's Kundalini because they're releasing like the stagnant energy at the bottom of your spine and like sending it back up. So it's 15 minutes, no less, no more. It's 13 minutes of regular stroking and then the alarm goes off and then you have two minutes of what they call down stroking. Cool down. (laughs) (laughs) And they only stroke downwards, which is supposed to like bring the energy down. That's so interesting. Um, so I think I think that's right, that it's 13 minutes for that and then two minutes for that. And then afterwards you share frames, which in the article is like, it's initially like super mortifying. I'm starting to see the value in being able to put words to, to these otherwise sort of like enigmatic, visceral, physiological experiences and just start to develop a language around them. Like I'm getting, I get, I'm starting to get the method to that. I definitely feel like part of something that we have a problem with as grown-ups who never really, like, this isn't something that's, like, culturally, like, nurtured us when we're young, is that, like, to have language around our sexual experience is, like, really difficult. And I feel like that actually is, like, the source of a lot of relationship problems where it's, like, people really aren't capable of, like, saying what they need because either it's embarrassing or there's just so much shame around it or 
there, you know, so that is like a really valuable in, like tool that you're. It's super valuable. And I have to say for all of the issues that I have, like with the cult and, and the way that the organization proselytizes, I think the practice is amazing. And I, I think everyone is really well served from doing it. And I don't think you need to go through the program to do it. It's like, right. Right. just do it on your own. What <laughs> kind of men are, are involved in this practice? Yeah. And is to there dovetail a- on that question, like that's a, a question, but B question is like, has anybody ever like fallen in love with their own partner? Like, is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah, it I must mean, be right. Like, when it, it's so weird that we're talking about this because so it's so not my thing. Part of the reasons why it's a cult, and there are a lot of reasons, is it attracts people with compulsive sexual proclivities. So you have a bunch of people who are already have compulsive sexual proclivities and who are playing in this sexual arena, and they make out, they get it on, they you know claim to be very sex positive maybe they are and yeah there are tons of own couple i mean it's a real insular thing okay so but is it also like you said in the article it's like dorky guys who've never touched a vagina and then they learn i mean for me and my personal aesthetic like it's not on a very shallow level like they don't turn me on but i all like i i think it's cool that men are like interested and open and they definitely are a more sex positive crew and they know how to touch a a pussy which like more and more guys these days with like the whole web porn thing and the tinder culture they suck in bed this is our next conversation and it infuriates like i I get so upset watching porn because it's like that's not even how you do it. Like, you're <laughs> allegedly a professional, and I would never want you touching my vagina that way. That's yeah. not how you suck a cock, and that's not how you do anything. Mm-hmm. So the good thing about people in the own community is, like, they're learning their way around our it's stuff, and they Technique care. focused. Yeah. And it's it's also, like, there's a consciousness to it. Like, you're not just getting, like, fucked or, like, you know, it's the worst when someone touches you and you're like, oh, my God, do I have to teach you this? Like, I don't even have words to teach you. Right, and they're desensitized. To the left, to the like, left. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> what I love about oming is, like, I don't have to tell them, like, left, right, whatever. Like, they're so tuned in, and it's like my clit is speaking to their finger, and they're having their own thing. I like it like that. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so let's move to the web porn thing. Um, this idea... On to our new favorite topic. Yeah, this idea <laughs> that, like, men are being desensitized right. to a sexual experience because of just the nature of the extreme And porn. the accessibility. Because I do have a friend, a guy friend, who has expressed to me, like, he he was having, like, a month or two where he was like, I can't get an erection. And I honestly think it's because of how much porn I'm watching. And, like, his girlfriend was an ex-stripper, and she was making him do all this weird stuff. And he was like, I've gone, like, off the deep end. Yeah. And I have, to, I have to rein it back in. So he went celibate for, like, two months. And now he's went on, like, a porn cleanse. Oh, good for him. And he's better now. Aww. And he's, like, a nice Jewish boy from Beverly Hills. He, you know. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Like, we don't have impulse mm. control to, like, meter out. Like, I do it with Spotify. Like... I've heard Missy Elliott's new song literally, like, probably 400 times already. It's been out for a week. Like, it's the same with web porn. It's like, oh, we'll just do this over and over and over again. And then, so it's guys, like, watching these this very singular aesthetic of women. You know, like, pubic hair doesn't exist anymore, and they're doing, like, the same things. And as Fake I Fake tits. Said, they're 12 years old. Yeah. Like, they're not doing... And it's all this, like, posturing and... and Like, and, like uh. no one... Yeah, like that. And, like, no one showing, like, the subtlety, everything. All the movements have to be really big for the camera, which, personally, like, that's not how I like to do it. And then these guys are, like, jerking off all the time. So they're used to, like, their right hand and this particular angle and this particular grip. And they have to do it, you know, just this way to get off. 
And then it just becomes this like very narrow bandwidth of sexual expression in guys that are way too young to have lost all of that sensitivity. Exactly, yeah. And I see it, I do tantric massage, so I see it all the time in my clients, and it's like heartbreaking what's happening to, I mean, I would say just men, but like women, you know, like we're, we're having our own problems with it, but I, I think it's pretty awful. And I, I used to have a really open mind about porn and, and expression, and I think it's great in that it takes a lot of like perversions and fetishes out of the realm of weird and makes people more like, oh, okay, like other people do this too. Like it, it creates like a more even playing field. But I think given like high speed connections and how much overuse there is, it's becoming a really, really bad evil thing. So in you said you do tantric massage and you're seeing it as a problem, like what I'm is, seeing what does that clients mean? showing up who are like in their twenties who are having erectile dysfunction and, like, can only get off, like, in, in very specific ways. Right, okay. And that's super sad because there's this, like, ginormous realm of, like, really interesting sexual expression that people are missing out on because they'd rather be in front of a screen where it's, like, safe and fake and they don't have to deal with a human and emotions or, like, a girl's period or, like, anything. Yeah. It's just, like, they just get off. Yeah, and I f- even with, like, Tinder, like you're saying, like, it makes people these, like, two-dimensional characters. I mean, I haven't been on Tinder, but I hate its guts. Like, I cannot stand <laughs> Tinder. It's so shallow. It's just based on looks, and it's this, this like, mindless, addictive flipping. And then you, and it's set up for men because men are wired for novelty and women are, are wired for depth and, like, let's, you know, be safe and go. So it's a man's game, and then women are playing it. So we're losing out. And then you have, like, it it, it annoys me, and I do connect it to Tinder when, like, I'm with a guy who sucks in bed, and I'm like, but you've slept with other women before. Like, why haven't they told you that you suck in bed? Because it's a one-off. Better. Yeah, because it's a one-off, and they're like, all right, well, that sucked. Never going to see that guy again. That, and I think that it goes back to that desensitization that comes about from porn that promotes a lack of connection, that promotes a lack of openness. So it's like we have the two extremes. We have something that completely takes away from that connection and then going back to (laughs) oming, we have something that's like so kind of like grossly over-accentuating that how to connect so much so that there's like steps involved in the dialogue and and opening that up. So it's so interesting. It's like, where's the middle? And does that middle exist? And how do we create a space where that's more common? I mean, it's just about like humans connecting with other humans. Like I was thrilled on the way here. I shared the elevator with a guy who wasn't on his phone and we actually had a conversation and it was like, wow. Like Like it was such a rare, amazing thing. And, like, we, we have to do that more and more as humans, just, like, put the phones away. The other issue with Tinder is that men who were never really that great, and, and I love men, so I'm not, like, trying to slag them, but as far as, like, having the courage to, like, put themselves on the line to make a move with a woman, um, that fear of rejection thing, like, I've noticed especially, you know, from, like, Gen X down, like, men haven't really been that great at that. Tinder completely makes that issue even worse because they're not going to approach a woman unless You don't she, have to. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So as far as, like, approaching women in real life, like, that's just happening less and less because men aren't in the practice of putting themselves on the line like that anymore with things like Tinder. But I think we, as women, like, do the same thing. Like, I, I am so conscious of the fact that, like, when I make eye contact with someone... With a guy, especially if I'm like, ooh, they're kind of hot, I immediately, like, look away. Like, I, like, I can't, like, 
in like the passing every day of my life, like the second that I have like a, any kind of like vulnerability, I'm like, okay, I can't like, and it's because I'm not used to doing that. Right. And I like went to a restaurant the other day and I ordered a salad from the chef there and he was like, gave me this like dessert and he was talking to me and he was so hot. And I was like, when I walked out, I was like, I'm really proud of myself for holding space in that conversation and just like not being intimidated by the fact that I would definitely have sex with that person. (laughs) So you said you have an article coming out. Uh, You mentioned the Missy Elliott song. Yeah, so this is what I'm working on now. I'm actually like, uh, it's like talking to me as I'm talking to you guys, like, come home and finish me. Um, I mentioned that I'm obsessed with the new Missy Elliott song, WTF. WTF. Last year I did a video blog on truffle butter and all the... (laughs) <laughs> this is a big thing this for Elizabeth. I found out what that meant and talked about it on air. Oh, and apparently, really? the uh, majority of people didn't know what that meant either. <laughs> Trouble butter on your forehead. <laughs> I mean, really? I do this thing called quantum languaging where I sort of help people uh, create their realities and shift their realities in themselves with, with their words. And I can, I'm sort of using words yes. with their vibrational frequencies frequencies and beyond just their like intellectual connotations but like how they're affecting the emotional body and the psyche and so last year I did it with truffle butter and now I'm doing it with uh WTF and just breaking down we're like it's an amazing song and I love it and it's like when I checked this morning it had like 13 million plays on YouTube so think of how many people are listening to the song are singing it are hearing it over and over and there are some lyrics that are sinking into the consciousness that are creating a lot of separation mentality and are doing a lot of like inadvertent unconscious damage and so such as like yeah what well the 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 lyric in general is where feral comes in and he's like i'm so different from y'all so far apart and it's just like everything in my body because i feel it all viscery just like completely seizes up when he says that line and it's like ooh, like that's not good because and then i could see like the fractures like going into the psyches of everyone who's listening to it because you're saying i'm different not necessarily better although it's certainly implied but it's like i'm different i'm special i'm separate you can't and it's like that's why we have every single problem we have like that's why what just happened in paris happened is because people think they're separate Mm -hmm. they're not connecting to the fact that when i hurt you i'm hurting myself and so and that's that's a rather innocuous piece but just because I hold Missy Elliott in such high esteem and she's such <laughs> oh, an incredible yeah. visionary Those Adidas tracksuits she's just like the best I mean I don't think anyone has done as much for hip hop as Missy Elliott I, I think she's like really in in a league of her own and so it bums me out to know that like that's happening and I'm sure they're not conscious that that's happening I know like, of course not yeah but just for how many like little boys and girls are hearing that song and like want to be Pharrell and, and hearing like I'm so different from all from y'all I'm so far apart and then they're like oh I guess I can't do that because that is the effect that it has on yeah. the psyche so I'm just wanting to start to bring some attention how our media and and our culture and our language affects people and affects the mass consciousness in a really big way. I'm glad you're saying this because I just decided to give up complaining. Oh, yay! Because I was thinking about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that for you. Have I complained in the last three days? I don't think so. You've seen really elevated and fabulous. Congratulations! Because I'm just like, I feel like every time that I speak negatively about my situation and, and in like even the smallest ways, it's, like, continuing to send the message to me that, like, the world around me, like, isn't enough or there's something wrong with it. And I'm just, like, over that. Well, and also the way that, that like, manifestation and reality works is, like, we have it backwards and, we like, we think that we respond to our circumstances right. and then we choose our languaging based on that. But the reality is, is, like, I am the authority. I'm the author of my life. So if I decide my life is wonderful and I'm abundant and my book is a literary sensation, then the the world will converge to make that 
true. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely right. Like when we speak about our lives in like a positive, enthusiastic way, then our lives will meet us there and show us that reality. Yeah, because like people would ask me like, how are you doing? What's going on? I'd be like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm out of work. And I just kept saying like, I'm not working. I'm not working. And it's like, you're just going to keep not working then. Like that's now that was like becoming my identity. And I'm like, what I want is to work. So I am working, working right now. There is a microphone Thank you for in coming front of your face. to my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is I mean, I wish that we could talk to you for some Yeah, I want to talk more about the tantric massage. <laughs> I want to talk about languaging. We should like come see you in the field and like experience some of the shit that you do and then like circle back on yeah. this. Yeah. Field I feel reporting. Like, I feel like we just scratched the surface of what you really have to offer. Okay. Danny, where can uh, our listeners find you on the internet? Uh, my website is dannycats.com. And it's K-A-T-Z. Yes, D-A-N-I-K-A-T-Z. And then there are links there to all my social media and all my articles and my quantum languaging consulting. And we're going to link to uh, some of the ones that we highlighted today on the show on the That's a Retrograde blog. And she has a book coming out sometime in 2016. Yes, it's an essay collection called Love in the Time of Chemtrails. I'm so excited for that. Oh, before we go, I need to ask you, Danny, about your T-shirt. It says "Namaste the fuck away," and it's cool. So it's tell us the origin story behind that. Okay, um, and thank you for liking my shirt. Uh, <laughs> can we sh- have it off your back? <laughs> we'll you, share it. You gotta give me something. Else. You can have this cycle house sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't need this shit. Okay, so the origin of this shirt is I'm a dancer, and I was living in New Mexico for three and a half years while I was writing my book, and there's not really that um, exciting of a contemporary dance scene, so I was doing a lot of ecstatic dance. So ecstatic dance is um, a lot of very expressive people, like freeform moving in a large open space to like world music that sometimes makes me throw up a little bit in my throat. It's awesome to just see people like feeling so free, unselfconscious, and just being joyful. There's a CD underbelly to the ecstatic dance scene of guys who go and like kind of wear their faux spirituality on their sleeve and like use it as an excuse to like slither up to you and like rub their lingam against no. like your backside because they're so spiritual and like it's really creepy and we've gross. all met that guy yeah everyone has met that guy <laughs> I ended up holding hands with that guy in a yoga class once <laughs> that guy yeah. okay. so I had one of those guys who turned into like a kind of stalker version so this guy was like kind of all over me like week after week after week and I would like come home to my boyfriend and like throw these tantrums of like how he was ruining and I think at some point like in my tirade against him I was like you know he might have done like a non stay to me like that you know with like the mala beads around his wrist like that's the worst so gross it's like just say hello like we were all born in this country you don't like, need to pray our hands <laughs> yeah. thank you so much yeah like I hate the Sanskrit thing like it's so lame and it was just like I just kind of burst out like this namaste the fuck away and then I so I had the shirt made so that I could wear it to class and like use it so when he came into my space I could just point to my shirt and it completely worked and it's really good for like any festival like for Burning Man just like any place where you're going to be confronted with that guy and you don't want to deal and what's great about the shirt as I was telling you guys before is it's totally like an event like like a roller coaster ride and when I wear it out like inevitably some sort of spiritual egoist is going to get really pissed off and like cross the room to come tell me what an asshole I am awesome. which just makes me laugh even harder oh my god that is so funny and was it's like he's ruining your 
vibe. Like, you go for you. Totally wrong. And especially, like, for those, like, I know you're a dancer as well. It's like, that's a sacred space. Like, if I'm in my dance space, like, don't mess with me. Like, read my energetic cues. Like, there's, I'm not making eye contact. I'm turning my back. Like, it's very clear I don't want to dance with you. And I certainly don't want your lingam rubbing against any part of me <laughs> ever. Um, and it's really creepy to me how many guys in that community, and maybe women as well. I don't want to single the men out. But uh, honestly, I have a sense it is just the guys. Like, they're just so blinded by their desire and what it is that they want that they're like fuck our energetic cues and just kind of you know infuse themselves into our space and it totally creeps me out and so this shirt is like armor it's funny like we <laughs> i did a yoga teacher training and like one of the things that we talked they talked a lot about is like the kinds of touches that are acceptable because there are so many like mostly male yoga teachers who when they make an adjustment you're like um i just maybe got like a little bit molested sexually <laughs> And like, like I might unclear. have liked it, I'm not sure, <laughs> but also right. I didn't ask for also, it. Also, I noticed right. the other day in a yoga class, the teacher like kept adjusting, she was a female teacher, kept adjusting one person and it was the only hot guy in the class and they didn't know each other. And I was like, She's like, just I see you. Balls, I was like, to the right. I see what you're doing, yoga teacher. Of Respect. I mean, they're still humans. Yeah. Like everyone's human. Yeah. Good touch, bad touch, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's so just like important. appropriate touch. Like, and we can get those shirts so you on. Make, you make yeah, them. I make them. I have a bunch of designs up on society6.com slash Danny Katz. They're all funny. Like, I just like, I mean, obviously I live in this world. Like, I meditate. I do yoga. I've lived in India. I do Vipassana. Like, I do all those things. But at the same time, I still retain, like, my critical thinking skills. And I live on the east side. And I have, like, more of a New York vibe. And so, like, I kind of like to make fun of it all at the same time. So all the stuff on my site kind of does We that. hear that, And sister. that's why you're here on So Retrograde, because we are walking that same line. Woo! Amazing. So cool to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes, that's a retrograde. It's that time. Roses and thorns. Yeah, yeah. Album's going to drop so soon. <laughs> Guys, oh this God. is all, we don't even care about the shit we talk about on the show. We're just trying to get a record deal. Our first episode back is so manic and I love it. Yeah. You guys having fun? <laughs> Anybody still listening? Um, okay, Roses and Thorns. So my rose for this month is in two weeks I'm moving out of the apartment that I've lived in for seven and a half years. I'm so excited for you. Me too. It's a whole new era. Thank you for supporting me through that. Anytime, buddy. You know, I just like love any opportunity to redecorate a space. Yeah, so I'm moving into I'm a beautiful house in the hills of Hollywood. I've got my own patio, and it's just going to be, like, really a cool different it's vibe It's going to be a boxer me. dropper. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Don't know what that means, but I'm down. Think about it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm going to fuck tons <laughs> of people in there. <laughs> I love that. For I'm some so reason, I imagine, like, a crane in a box, like, dropping in my room. I don't know. I I'm feel <laughs> like this is a rose. That's a rose for both of us because I'm excited to hang out there, too. At the house, Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my rose has been a long time coming. As we know, I've done many an episode of So Retrograde highly caffeinated mm -hmm. and then gotten like massive headaches after and, you know, feeling like a cracked out something. But mm -hmm. I'm like day 13, no coffee, guys. <sighs> this is a big deal. I'm Elizabeth Cott and I have a problem with caffeine. I'm day 14, no boyfriend. <laughs> 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 Thanks for coming to our support group, everybody. Yeah, this is um, awesome. Congratulations. You know, you can drink matcha. Yeah, matcha I've had. Great I've been having exchange. tea, having black tea. Um, 
you know, it's funny because never really had any problems with caffeine until I was about 25 and I did this program that required us to omit it along with many other things. And ever since reincorporating it back in, it's like it's had this weird like addictive property in my mind. Well, because it is. Well, it is. But and, and I never had that relationship with it until I cut it out initially. And then now it's always kind of – I always weirdly wrestle with it. Mm. I feel amazing. Good. I slept for – honestly, when I decided to cut it out, I was feeling really run down. Slept for two days. I, know, I remember you, you thought was, you were really sick. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the instigator. But I've been feeling good, feeling great ever since. Amazing. And there's something really nice about just like sticking to like a little change in your day then, and kind of being able to reap the benefits from that that I'm experiencing right now. And it feels nice. High five. Thanks, bud. Our thorn is collective, Ugh, it's you guys. It's a collective And thorn. we're really sorry about this. Okay. <sighs> We realized that for the past 35 episodes, we've been plugging our So Retrograde email address. Which is that's a retrograde at gmail.com. However, we have not been checking our So Retrograde email address until yesterday. So yeah. if you've written to us and we haven't responded, our bad. And thank you so much. We love you. Because we received you. some really spectacular letters and we appreciate it so much. All and your guys' openness and support. And it means the world and we you, feel like assholes, basically. And we will be responding and um, sending all you guys, like, you know. Infinite love and maybe a little something in the mail. Yes. Perhaps um, the post <laughs> will send you something. But uh, so kind of, you know, this always goes back to the thorn being internet related. Elizabeth hates technology. I'm very confused about this, but we're working on Just it, Just like Justin Timberlake and 50 Cent, I'm tired of using technology. All right. We're going to go on that note. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been our first episode back since Halloween, pre-Thanksgiving. We've got some exciting things coming up. Stay tuned. At So Retrograde on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, that's so retrograde.com. And as always, and also we will check this, that's so retrograde at gmail.com. Namaste. Love ya. Yes, that's so retrograde.